The But First Stretch podcast taps into the extraordinary endeavors that ordinary humans are doing daily to better their lives in their community. The goal of these conversations is to lengthen and extend our perspective on fitness, nutrition, holistic health, the mind-body connection, and what motivates us. The final portion of each episode will provide a guided meditation to self-reflect on the theme of the interview. Brought to you by Jennifer McCracken of FitFam Conchi. Hi, I'm Jen McCracken of FitFam Conchi. Thanks for joining me today on episode 26 of But First Stretch. I took last week off. It was my first week I did not podcast in 2020. I wanted to do some reading and work on issues that are important to me. I taught a new outdoor yoga class, and for the first time in since March, well, even I would even say November, was able to teach a stroller bar class outdoors. We celebrated my daughter's first birthday, and we celebrated Father's Day. I didn't do a workout class, and I skipped my first run in a long time. It felt so nice to give myself some grace and to just enjoy my life a little bit more. This ties into today's episode perfectly. We are going to dive into a topic that is truly fascinating to me, minimalism. In fairness, I am not an expert. If you are someone who specializes in this, I'd love to have a conversation with you. It's something I've been dabbling with since I got pregnant with my second and entered my nesting phase of pregnancy. I watched the Marie Kondo documentary on Netflix and was hooked. I immediately tackled the coat closet and felt amazing. I just wanted my whole house to feel as good as that coat closet. And I will, I just want to note, the KonMari method has a specific order to clean up the clutter in the home. You start with the clothes everywhere in the house, and then by the end, you tackle the sentimental objects, which are harder to part with. But you have practice getting rid of everything else that it's a little bit easier. So if you follow her order, you're more likely to be more successful than me. The concept behind minimalism is living with less to fully experience life without being bogged down by the stuff in your life. Basically, stuff can kind of keep you down and cause stress and discontent. And the idea revolves around psychological wellness and happiness. After finding Marie Kondo, I started following the Minimalish podcast. And I loved it because it's about simplifying areas in your life to find you closer with your family and what really matters to you. So hence the minimal-ish part. It's about finding a way that's sustainable for you. And for me, that's really important. I don't want to give up all my stuff. I don't want to give away all my kids' stuff. In fairness, this week I accepted a slide from a friend to put in our kiddie pool. Seeing my kids and others joy in sliding down it into the pool was worth the extra item in my house. But I do feel like I have too much stuff. I don't. I wouldn't say I struggle to part with things, but I do like to have things. And when you move in with another person, you accumulate their things and your things. You buy things together. You don't look at your things from before your relationship for years until you're making space for something else like a new home, like a child's bedroom. I love my parents. I had a great childhood. And it just comes down to I don't need a picture frame of me in fourth grade in our house right now. Of course I want pictures of growing up, but how weird would it be if in my 30s I created a little shrine in my house of all my awards and trophies? I feel like this is something I've been aware of, and I'm trying to be mindful of what the kids do get 
because truth be told, we're not sure what to do with the plate given to my husband with all of his birth stats on it. It's currently in our china cabinet because we don't want to throw it away, but we're not sure what to do with it. <laughs> so the idea of accumulating what you need makes sense because it's not telling you to stop buying. It's encouraging you to buy what you need so you don't feel overwhelmed with all the stuff and you can spend more time on things you enjoy. And I'm going to kind of tackle that issue because it's not just about maybe buying stuff. It's the accumulation of stuff, both like physical items and other elements that we kind of tackle a lot of in our life. And maybe one of those even sticks out to you more than the physical stuff. So you can actually hire someone to help you tackle this if you feel like you have clutter, if you feel like you have too much stuff in your house, or take tiny steps whenever you feel ready to tackle it. Um, Ruth Cup has a free five-day challenge, and at first I was very skeptical. I didn't even want to do the first task, but I listened, and even my husband loved the changes we made in the house. It only took a maximum of like 10 minutes each day, And I want to share with you some of the ways that I've simplified some things in my life. And if any of these stand out to you, please let me know. And if there's something I should add, if there's something I should share in the future, I would love to know how you're simplifying some things in your life. So there is a lot of criticism of minimalism, and a lot of it is completely understandable. And I think the key word to minimalism for me is intentional. Intentional living. And this is something I can completely support through being a partner, a mom, a daughter, sister, friend, teacher. I want to be intentional with what I do and say. It's why I think meditation, prayer, both is important. It's why I lesson plan for whatever I teach. It's what yoga, running, movement should be. It's what attracted me to the idea of more simpler living intentionally. I mean, the slide is still so much fun. Uh, If you heard my podcast with Adrian Fornwald, we dove into why we don't need to hold on to older clothes. You evolve and change as a person, and it's okay to let go of clothes, even the ones that once made you feel good, to find ones that suit you better at this phase in your life. And I suggest just start with your clothes. I do agree with Marie Kondo on this one. Um, Winter. Summer, all of them. Take hours, days, whatever, and put the ones that are no longer in style or the ones that don't fit anymore or the ones you forgot about from five years ago and just get rid of them. Donate them. You'll only wear a small percentage of your clothes anyway. I could also dive into the ethics of sweatshops, etc., but that's a whole episode on its own. I just love the feeling when my drawers close and my closet isn't packed. I recently just got rid of all my teaching clothes that I wore when I started student teaching and teaching about 12 years ago. I kept some newer pieces, but it's good to have a more deliberate closet, which will include less. Oh, toys. (laughs) In truth, toys are the bane of my existence. I hate toy clutter and I'm sorry. I promise I'm a good mom and don't deprive my kids of toys. I recently took a page out of the Montessori handbook and all of my son's toys are divided into thematic boxes. So he has a box of all of his matchbox stuff, right? His his car tracks, all the cars, the big matchbox truck. He has a box of Hess trucks. 
He has a box for Transformers, a box or a few boxes for arts and crafts. And when he wants to play with one of them, he can take out the box, but he has to put it away when he's done so we don't get toys everywhere. At the end of the day, all the toys go into the shed. I don't mind toys out as long as they get put back. And we're doing things in our house to encourage him to clean up, like saying like, well, we're cleaning up the kitchen, so that's why it's important for you to put away your toys. And we're trying to play the cleanup song so that he starts cleaning up his toys. Not always the best, but we are really working to help our kids respect and keep their toys accountable. And I want to say toys are good. Like, please don't like, please don't think I'm depriving kids of toys. But we can be intentional about what our kids play with, especially if you want to give them the best, not necessarily the most toys. The next object that I think is really important, and it's something that some people are excellent at and other people are not, it's email or computer documents. So this might not be like actual physical items, but this clutter is surprising how much it can add up. And there's a liberating feeling when you organize your computer documents and get rid of the ones you don't need, even on Google Drive. Email, my husband deletes most of his email. It feels lighter. Even when you think you have read something but never do, just delete it. Unsubscribe. See how you feel. I like having control of what comes into my inbox. It's deliberate. It's intentional. And this is something interesting because I did create an email list recently and I'm trying to be intentional and deliberate when I even choose to send them. I think I've sent out two or three emails in six months time because I don't want to contribute to other people's personal clutter activities. Uh, This is like not, again, the physical clutter, but this is one that I will struggle with forever. I want my kids to participate in different activities. I think it makes kids more well-rounded. I love to do different activities, but I also don't want them to feel pressure of doing too much, and I don't want to spend every single evening carting them around when I really want to be with them eating around a table and talking to each other. Like, maybe start with yourself. Are you doing too many activities? Can you streamline which are most important to you? And maybe even start to think about with their ki- your kids. Like, what are the activities that are important to them? So these are just a few that maybe you can look at. Maybe you just choose one and you tackle it. I think that in some, there is a balance. You can look at minimalism. I don't think you have to have like 33 pieces in your wardrobe. I don't think you need completely barren walls. I love the pictures on my walls. And ever since renovating our first floor, I'm really intentional of what goes on the walls. I don't think you need to follow 16 rules to be the perfect minimalist. The ideas are a great place to start, but be kind to yourself, just like I did this week as you go through it, if you choose to go through it. In fact, I was watching the minimalism documentary from years ago on Netflix and I saw a guitar stand in the home and I said to my husband I think you need that for your guitar so I'm not against things coming into the house it just needs to be intentional what is in the house and maybe even think about how you're going to organize all the things so that you don't feel overwhelmed and truth be told I would love for someone to talk to me about the dishes element of this because I don't think it matters how many dishes or how many items of clothes I have. I feel like I'm just always going to be doing laundry. Like between running, yoga, 
regular clothes plus my husband's plus the kids it becomes a little bit much and then you have the sheets so I still feel like that's something that even if I cut down on I'm still gonna be doing often so again consider a list of things that add value to your life and I wanted to ask, answer the three questions that I ask everyone. What stretches are you doing in your own life? And to be honest, I'm actually revisiting some parenting techniques. You know, um, my daughter's one, my son is three and a half, and we're starting to open up like playtime with his friends again in this like yellow and green phase in our county. And he's really excited to be playing. And to be honest, he's playing hard. He's not sleeping enough. And this makes him cranky. He, wa he wants to play, he's exhausted, and he just gets super cranky and cries. And just honestly, if you hold him, he'll just cry because he's so exhausted. So I started revisiting some parenting techniques and... I think the one that is my biggest takeaway is we've been reading a book like with an important message. So I let him like pick out a fun book to read and then I try to pick out a book that has like an important message about life, about doing good things or being a good person or sharing or being caring and compassionate. And I started after the book doing like going to bed and doing a quick guided meditation for my three-year-old. So I know that's like a lot, but I'm finding that he's like sleeping better. He's more calm when he wakes up. I started with the book, I Am Love, and the author gives you a guided meditation. So kids also really love body scans. You know, if that's something you can do at night with them, go for it. If it's not up your alley, don't do it. But that's the stretch that I'm working on right now. Uh, what is something that you're enjoying doing in your life for you? I am reading again. It feels so good to connect with some books that I need to. I'm currently reading The Pilgrimage by Paulo Calejo and doing work on Skill and Action by Michelle Cassandra Johnson. So that's feeling really, sitting really good in my life right now. Um, something I can't stop talking about. The next few weeks involve a lot of celebrations in this household. The our daughter's birthday, Father's Day, my husband's birthday, and our anniversary all fall within the month. And to be honest, I just love planning stuff for others. It makes me really happy. And I, I love giving gifts. I don't, I'm terrible at getting them, but I just love giving gifts so much, even if it's like just the thoughtful act. So to end this episode... We are going to do a meditation to cool down and I want you to get into a comfortable position whether that's seated, whether that's laying down and just take a breath in and a breath out. Start to notice your inhales and exhales. Take a moment to bring awareness to your body. 
Scan your body here. Notice how you are feeling. Notice areas of tightness. Notice areas you are not normally aware of. Breathe in and slightly pause your breath. This centers you. Breathe out slowly. Notice the body. Breathe in and slightly pause your breath. Exhale out slowly. Breathe in again. Hold your breath at the top. Breathe out slowly. And continue to follow this pattern using your own breath to guide you. In your mind, begin to create a list of things that add value to your life. Maybe five things. What is important to you? Visualize each item that adds value to your life. Letting the picture just pop into your mind. Trying not to think too much about it. Just noticing what your mind immediately turns to.
gently start to bring your awareness back into the body. How it feels. Just noticing here for a moment. And then very slowly, starting to open the eyes, start to bring awareness back into the space, come back into this present moment. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of But First Stretch. It was really enjoyable just to have this time and space to talk about minimalism. I am going to be putting a few notes below in the show notes for you if you're interested in this topic if it's something that you'd like to learn more about you're not sure where to start or even if it's something that you hate maybe you start to kind of tap into what's important to you right it doesn't have to be minimalism it doesn't have to be less just start understanding what's important to you in this life have a wonderful day